0: last Monday night even though school was over I found myself sitting on a metal folding chair in an auditorium I was there not for a band concert or for a moving up ceremony but for a teacher's retirement this teacher had been teaching for 42 years in Montgomery County Schools She was a presence, (laughs) and quite a woman, and made a huge impact on people. The retirement celebration was fun. There were tributes from students who had gone on to do great things who came back. It was a celebration of accomplishments. There were gifts given. There were tears of joy and tears of sadness. There were students sobbing because they didn't want the time with this teacher to come to an end. And parents and administrators sat around and thought, who's going to take her place? These are big shoes to fill. What will it be like? Will we like the next person? Transitions are hard. They can be chaotic and exhausting. By the Spirit of God, they can be glorious. So I've been thinking this week about Elijah, anticipating the mystery of going to be with God and the faith that he had of being taken up into God's presence. There's a sense that he'd really rather experience this by himself, that maybe he doesn't want his protege tagging along, but nonetheless, there is Elijah demonstrating his faith in the glory of going to be with God, of resting in the presence of God, skipping right over death to be taken away in those chariots, Fire. And then I think about Eli Shah standing there watching his mentor leave him. And I know what it's like to have your mentor die, I know what it's like to say goodbye. And to not have them there. And so I, I understand when Elisha tears his clothes in two. I understand the anxiety. He loved Elijah like his own father. And now he's left to carry on without him. Can he do it? He's got to be frightened. Will God's spirit be with him? And there he stands before the Jordan with Elijah's mantle. Will the waters still part? And I've also been thinking about that company of prophets who have to just stand and watch and wait. They know that change is coming. Do you know, Elijah, that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? And we can hear their anxiety. And certainly, Elisha be quiet, I know. We hear that tension building. It is a time of anxiety, a bit chaotic. What city will Elijah go to next? It's exhausting following him all around. The events of the past week have put us in this kind of company of the prophets, where the world is changing in front of our eyes. Leadership and structures are shifting. And there's some anxiety. What's going to happen? Should we sell our stock? Should we keep our stock? What does it mean? And in the midst of that anxiety that's happening in the larger world, we have our own transitions. I cannot imagine anyone here who cannot name four or five transitions that are going on in their own lives or in the lives of those we love. Retirements, graduations, elections, weddings, the birth of children, those nearing death. There are those who are moving across the country or across the world or into assisted living or we're changing jobs or trying to move out on our own. To be alive is to be in a constant state of change, and it's hard. To be a Christian is being called by God to not just be one to whom change happens, but to be one whom God uses to make change happen. To be a Christian is to know that God is with us in these times of transition to give us vision, and hope, and strength. For we have the world as it is, but we also know the world that God intends. We have the already of Christ's presence, but the not yet of the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. And so we live in this time of tension, this time where we are working and waiting for the glory of a just and peaceful world filled with love to become our reality. And God has called all of us to live into the world that God intends, where the hungry eat and the poor are cared for, and those who have been excluded are welcomed. The change that God calls for Is more than transition. It is more than moving from one place to another. It is transformation. Transformation has another sense about it. Transformation is hopeful and beautiful. It can also be frightening and exhausting, but It calls us to something more, something different from what was, to something filled with hope and courage, with vision and possibility. By the Spirit of God, Israel gets a new prophetic leader, one who has glimpsed the presence of God in the whirlwind, in the chariots and God's own horses of fire. God gives that vision to Elisha. Elisha has that power, a vision, and he picks up the mantle of leadership. He stands before the Jordan and he asks God, Are you with me? And just like Elijah and Moses stretches out mantle, over the waters, and the waters part from one side and to the other, and a new day of prophetic leadership begins. And with confidence in God's spirit, Elisha's first act is to transform a community's well water, for the well water is making the people and the animals really sick. And they call upon the prophet. And Elisha calls the people to put a little salt in the well. And by the power of God, the water is made pure and good. The water gives life. It is a transformation. There have been other transformations of leadership this week. Our Presbyterian Church, USA, the denomination which most of the Presbyterian churches in the United States belong and to which we belong, had its General Assembly this past week. Now, General Assembly is like Congress meeting, which can frighten the best of us. But our General Assembly functions, and functions well. Now, the first thing that happens at General Assembly, we're all of representatives from presbyteries come from all over the United States is these bodies come together and they elect a moderator and a vice-moderator now we've always had a moderator and a vice-moderator but this year two people stood to be co-moderators one was Jan Edmondson who is Fred Lyon's wife. Fred was the interim pastor here before I came. And the other was a pastor from our presbytery named Denise Anderson. So Jan and Denise presented something new to our denomination. And they got elected. Not only that, Jan is white, and Denise is black. And she's young, under 40, which in the church is young, (laughs) really young. And so here we have a transformation at the very top of the leadership of that General Assembly, putting forward a new face on our denomination. But more than all of this, More than all of this, you all know J. Herbert Nelson who has been at the Washington office here in D.C. J. Herbert, that African-American man who can preach like an African-American pastor and get us all going for justice. Well, J. Herbert decided to stand for not just the leader of General Assembly, but the leader of our denomination. See, every... Not every year, but every time there's a change in leadership, we elect a stated clerk for the whole denomination. And this is the highest ecclesiastical office that we have. And the stated clerk is one who gives vision and presides over the Constitution, giving interpretations of the Constitution, and encouraging the church through pastoral letters. The former stated clerk, Grady Parsons, had been in that office for eight years, and he was retiring. And so Jay Herbert stood as the first African-American man at 57, which in my book is still pretty young, for the church, J. Herbert won overwhelmingly that election. And I have been so inspired by J. Herbert's words and Jan Edmonston's words. Jay Herbert says, our denomination is not dying. Even as we see numbers shrink. Our denomination is not dying, but reforming. God is doing something new. God is bringing about a transformation. And only through the eyes of faith can we see beyond death. The face of the Presbyterian church after this week is younger and more diverse and more female. It's different. Things are changing. It is a time of great possibility, a time of creativity, to see the vision. What has gone up in the whirlwind? And the strength that has been left to us by the generations past. That wonderful Presbyterian tradition of seeking God's discernment together by the power of the Holy Spirit. Presbyterians are fabulous at disagreeing and staying together. Presbyterians are fabulous at struggling profoundly together to know God's will we have an incredible legacy that God is making new. Our leaders have picked up the prophetic mantle. They have parted the waters with their vision and their hope and their faith. To quote Jan Edmonston, God works best in transition and chaos and anxiety. It is times like these that the Spirit shows us what God can do, which we cannot do. Our God is not only a God of transition, but a God of transformation. The Spirit is showing us what God can do, which we ourselves cannot do. God is showing us and giving us a new vision of a new church and a new world that can be more just and leadership can be more diverse and we can be witnesses of transformation. For God transforms fear to courage, blindness to vision, the mundane to mystery, grief to joy, anxiety to confidence and chaos into creativity. God can part the waters so that they rise to one side and then to the other. And we can go forward with all of that courage and vision, joy and confidence, creativity and hope and faith and strength, and love to do God's transforming work in the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.